Welcome to the DJE Podcast, where you will learn about real estate investing from real life examples. Here's your host, Devin Elder. All right, today on the show, we have Pat Hyban with us. Hyben, Hyban, I don't know what you prefer, Pat. Hyben, my, gra- my grandfather used to sing, uh, Hyben working on the railroad. <laughs> I'll never, ever pronounce it wrong. Again. <laughs> <laughs> that stuck in there. Pat, uh, listen, you're a real estate investor, agent, best-selling author, founder of GoBundance. Uh, the list goes on and on, but why don't you tell us a little bit about your, your background for the uninitiated here? Yeah, the uninitiated. Wow. Um, okay, so you know, I I'm 54 years old, Devin, and I at 21 years old, I graduated college with with a uh, 2.3 GPA and a degree in sociology, and I couldn't really get a job, and so I got into real estate because I had no barrier to entry, basically, and started yep. selling houses and. Uh, Love it. You know, I worked my way up, dude. I just learned. I just listened to what people told me to do, and I did it. And uh, believe it or not, that's kind of unheard of in a lot of sales environments. And and um, worked my way up to being, you know, number one agent at at several major uh, companies, Remax, Keller Williams, things like that. And then, you know, um, basically to try to make a long story short, basically got out of the business, um, became an investor. Invested in single-family, multi-family, commercial. Uh, then started investing in private companies. I uh, got lucky on a couple of deals. Got unlucky on uh, less. You know, one guy said, "Hey, long as you get lucky on more deals than you get unlucky on, your your head." And that that would certainly be true with me. Um, and um, then uh, about seven, eight years ago, started a company called GoBundance, which is a men's uh, business mastermind. Uh, where we, uh, you know, our tagline is healthy, wealthy, generous men who choose to lead epic lives, uh, where we mastermind on um, business ideas, health ideas, relationship ideas, things like that. Um, And I know Devin is a member of that. And, uh, uh, you know, um, that's kind of what I do. I live in South Carolina and I uh, am from Maryland. And uh, I also have a house in Maryland. So my wife and I go back and forth between our house in South Carolina about seven, eight months a year here on the beach. And then about three or four months in Maryland where my family is and and, uh, high school friends and stuff like that. Uh, And I'm just kind of an asset manager for my own investments. You know, that's where probably I spend most of my thought space. Um, And then... uh, and then I, I'm an, you know, since I started GoBundance, I'm heavily involved in that. We do have 225 members. Um, and, uh, you know, that's kind of that's where I'm at, you know. So, you know, feel free to fill in any blanks. I've been married 27 years. i got two kids. They're both in their 20s uh, and uh, both great uh, uh, citizens. <laughs> so. It. Love it. Man, that's that. a great overview. Are the kids going for sociology degrees, I assume? <laughs> no, they're a lot smarter than that, dude. Um, I, you know, I don't know what happened. Like, my wife got like a 2.8. I got like a 2.3. We were both like party animals, right? Um, my kids, man, they both got like all A's. Uh, my daughter, my youngest just got a, a master's degree in epidemiology, 
I don't know how she came up. She came up with that, you know, five years ago, you know, thinking public health and epidemics are, might be a good thing to get in. We're like, no, what the hell kind of major is that? Why don't you do something normal like psychology or, you know, political science? She's like, no, public health. I'm like, okay. And uh, look, look now she's like, uh, She's applying for jobs as we speak, you know, and, and it's yeah. crazy. It's anyways, no, nah, they, they, yeah. And my, and my oldest is in advertising, uh, uh, and she's doing great. She's in brand advertising really up, up. She, you know, is one of the few people that you meet that's, that's able to like do a career that they really love and they're really engaged in, you know? Um, so I'm happy about that. So anyways, love yeah. It. Yeah, congrats, man. That's great. Uh, Kiyosaki's got this book. What is it called? Uh, A Students Work for C Students. Have you heard of that? You got any <laughs> yeah. thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that's, I, I believe that. And, and I think that uh, it's kind of like uh, you got to be a little dumb. You got to be a little thick-headed um, to, to charge into battle. You know, it's kind of like sending the knucklehead you know, in, in, in first to the fight or whatever, I think you, you need to be a little naive to, to do what we do. Yep. And, and the smarter you are and the more intellectual, the more left brained you are, uh, the less likely you are to take risks. And Man, I that think is, that's all, he, that's yeah. all he meant. You know? Yeah, no, I agree. That's, that's been the case with me. I was telling my brother a few years back after jumping into entrepreneurship, like, uh, I'm glad I didn't understand all that it entailed when I jumped in because I jumped in and I didn't leave myself a choice. I had to figure it out and I did. But if I knew what was awaiting me on the other side of jumping in, I don't think I would have jumped in, but I'm glad I did now, but it sure, it sure took, you know, it took that kind of naive, naiveness to do it in the first place. And then you realize what it all entails and go, wow. So, uh, yeah, there's that element of not overanalyzing it, right? Of just uh, kind of uh, absolutely kind of jumping in. Um, so, you, you mentioned you're, you're spending most of your time on your asset management of your own stuff. Are you kind of retired from the real estate agent space? Or are you doing anything? Yeah, like I, I, for you know, W2? Yeah, out. You know, I stuck in, yeah. I, you know, I sold, I sold my team. I had a team and I sold my team. And, and, and part of the deal was that I would stay involved in that. And I stayed, like, stay involved on a coaching level. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I did. Um, and, it, and it made me, it probably made me a million dollars after I sold it, like over like the first five or six, seven years. Um, but then the last couple of years, it started, uh, it started like breaking even or not really, you know, making much money. It was more of a pain in the butt and a liability. And, um, you know, my license was coming to expire and I was going to have to fly back to Maryland and take like oh, two weeks worth of continuing education. Um, and I kept getting, you know, solicited by like EXP real estate and these companies that really wanted to, utilize me right and uh quite frankly it caused a conflict because a lot of the GoBundance guys are with uh, keller williams and and um it 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 just started creating conflicts of 
because I'm licensed, I can do this. And I just made a decision. I was like, you know what? I'm going to just let the damn thing expire. I don't want to be a real estate agent anymore. I don't want to be licensed. I don't want to be a prospect for some company. I don't, you know, I don't want that. And, um, you know, I just let it expire. I was like, I'm letting it. So I told my partner uh, who bought, who essentially bought the business 10 years ago, who, I, who you know, was still using my name, Pat Hyden Real Estate Group and everything. And we have, we have a great relationship still to this day. You know, I mean, I told him, I'm just letting my license expire, dude. You're going to have to figure something out. I'm just not into it anymore, you know, and I don't want to be licensed. I've been licensed 32 years and I just don't want to have that license. And, and uh, it just, that's just how my mind works. You know what I mean? It's kind of like burning the bridge. You know what yep. I mean? You burn the bridge and then it forces me to focus on, you know, things like building GoBundance, things like doing deals, uh, doing better investments or whatever, spending time with my family, what have you. Um, so that's kind of what happened. So yeah, I'm unlicensed now. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, congrats on that. On the investment side, what, what's been your philosophy like? How did you get into, you know, you're, do, you're doing all these deals as an agent and building that business over years. What, what got you into investing in projects and how, how did that kind of path and trajectory go for you? What kind of stuff do you like these days? Cash. <laughs> Cash money. I, I, I backed out it to, you're not going to like this, especially if you're trying to, <laughs> you know, raise money right now today for a, a deal you're doing. But quite frankly, I, I backed out it to deal. for uh, investments, Pat. Never soliciting okay. publicly for investments. All right, good. Well, I backed out it. You can decide later whether you want to edit this out, but I, I backed out of two deals recently. Like I, yeah. I, so what happened was I, I did, um, Man, I just, you know, I just got lucky. I'm not, I'm not, dude, I don't, I don't have a degree in finance or any of this stuff. I just got lucky with a, with a, I got lucky with a cannabis company that sold for like 10x what I invested. And I got lucky with a payroll company that I got 14x. Um, Over what kind of time horizon? That's awesome returns. 10 years and five years. And uh, so, um, so I had these cash uh, infusions, let's say, and I said, you know what, I'm going to do uh, opportunity zones, right? Because that's a way not to pay taxes. Yep. So I started, I'm like, man, I'm going to do opportunity zones. And I did one, I did, let's just say I did two opportunity zones. Well, I, I, are you guys doing opportunity zones? No. You haven't done any? Okay. Well, nope. it's a, it's a, it's a, um, if you do a big opportunity zone, it's not like an overnight process, right? For not as a general partner, I'm saying as me right. as a limited partner, it's just wiring the money. But as a general partner, it is a big freaking deal, right? It's all this legal crap and yep. oh my God. So both of them, even though I committed to them in 2018, in 2019, my money still was in escrow. Like, my, like you know, like it hadn't moved, right? It was there. It, it was there. Like, I told my accountant, hey, I did these op zones. But then um, all I had to do was tell my accountant again the next year, hey, you're going to have to revise them because I want to back out of these op zones. So, because um, the, the money hadn't moved. 
right? So I was like, when COVID hit, I'm like, I want my money back. And I thought I was going to get some oppositions, but both of them let me out. They're like, I understand. And then I come to find out that they both of them are having to completely rebuild their cap table. Like, like, like I wasn't the only one that pulled out, like all yeah. kinds of big people pulled out. One of them had the, like a, a main investor of like 30 million pull out. And um, so anyway, so, so, uh, so I bailed. And uh, my my goal at this juncture, I have a I have a goal to have a certain amount of cash by by um, January first of next year, and that's really my only goal. It's a very tactical. I have two tactical goals. It sounds so simple, but I have two tactical goals: one, don't get COVID; two, <laughs> save a couple million dollars cash, and um, that's it. And then you know what I'm going to do with it next year. I don't know. I'm I'm waiting. Uh, I'm waiting for the deals. You know, you got some people saying cash is trash. You know, you got other people saying, you know, we're gonna we're gonna see a W. You're gonna see, um, you know, you're gonna see it crash again. Then you're gonna see it bounce again. But it's got a cr- the stock market and the crash has to happen first. A lot of really weird stuff happening, man. Like. How in the you know how in the world could the Nasdaq hit an all time high yesterday at the same time the news comes out that we're in a recession? That's oh, crazy. How is that even possible? Right, the it's same crazy. day. Yep, bizarre world, man. <laughs> it is it is nuts. I look at unemployment and I look at the Dow. I'm going well, must be all that helicopter money that got uh, that got thrown out here these last couple of months, man. I've, I don't know. That's nutty. Um, that's cool. So I I, I like hearing about you know, the, the different companies we talk a lot about real estate on this show. So I like hearing about, you know, cannabis company, payroll company. Those are, those are a little outside the box. These are deals kind of through personal relationships or how do you, how do you source your deal flow? Dude, through the universe. Like, yeah, like I said, I'm not a, you know, so Mark Swagger, you might know is a fraternity brother of mine from Frostburg state college. And, um, you know, when the real estate market took a dump in like 2008, you know, I was bitching about man, real estate. I'm not, I should, I gotta, I gotta start doing something different than real estate. Nobody was loaning money. You yep. should got in 2009, 2010, the banks were like, man, they were tight. They would not loan you money unless you had the money to give them a hundred percent. I mean, it was ridiculous. They wouldn't give anybody money. And um, so I invested uh, money in his company and, 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 and he ran it. Uh, he's got like 75 employees now, you know, he's killing it, um, over 10 years. And then, and then they wanted me to, you you know, one of the things I've learned in my time is, uh, is to be more conservative on, on things like signing things personally. No doubt. I've gotten screwed on it. You know, I've signed two leases that I've lost money on because the companies, uh, went out. And we had to sublease the space um, to another company and the commercial market had dropped, right? So I've been there twice. This is like so, shopping center type you, stuff? Mm, no, these were, uh, one, was, one was my real estate team office and one was my uh, uh, Keller Williams office that I started with the two other partners where, you know, um, the Keller Williams office merged with another Keller Williams office. So all the agents moved out and then we had a, 
you know, like a 20 grand a month rent. And um, so since they merged, since the agents moved out, we had to fill the space because we're committed for like two and a half more years. So, so we rented it to a doctor's office and the doctor's office only wanted to pay 12 grand a month and we were paying 20. Right. So, so we ate that 8,000 for two and a half years. So, you know, stories like that. So, so anyway, so they, they, they were in a major expansion mode and they came to me and they go, we, you know, because you own 20% of this company, we want you to sign personally for an expansion loan. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. And then the, the, the lender was like, well, the only way you guys could get this loan is for you to buy this 20% partner out. So that, that's what happened with that one. So they bought me out. They bought me out. And then, um, the weed company, dude, it was just, uh, it was just, you know, I believe in the universe. I started a company, uh, with the Ricky Williams, the, um, football player who used to, Miami Dolphins and New Orleans who used to smoke a lot of weed was famous for UT. Yeah. smoking weed. Yeah. And um, so we started a Ricky Williams licensing company and it, it, we basically went to um, Colorado, Las Vegas and California and met with probably 10 companies um, to where he would, uh, where they would license his name. And this was at a time, this was like 2013, 14. I was really, Early. Yeah. I was like bored, right? I was like totally bored. Like I, I didn't have, literally this was like, I really didn't have much to do at all. Um, and uh, it seemed like a great idea at the time, right? And so um, make a long story short, none, none of it panned out. All the weed companies were too, you know, they still aren't in brand. I mean, just now you're starting to get like, you know, Wiz Khalifa, Kush, and 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 Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart, you know, uh, baking uh, cannabis oil and stuff like that. But, you know, just now, and, and it's really not out yet. You still don't have, because it's not allowed to have TV commercials and and you don't see it in magazines yet. You will. But, but the point was there's not, the branding wasn't there and and so it didn't take off or it's way premature so so we canceled we we got out of that business like a year after it started and now here's a failure right i i you know some could look at it like a failure i wasted a lot of time right i mean i flew to colorado met with all these companies you know we flew to yep. vegas and 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 went to all these companies and so um, so to make a long story short or short story long again, one of the, but you asked, uh, one of these companies called Ebu, I, I really liked the guys and you know, they followed up and I gave them a hundred grand, you know what I mean? And so they got bought out by Canopy Growth out of Canada, um, for just this asinine number. And, um, that was that dude. So five years later. So, um, Anyways, that's kind of how it happened. I, I, I wish I could tell you that, you know, both of those deals, I was this math whiz who analyzed the algorithms and, and that's how I picked those two companies. I also have another deal that I'm in now that, that is an infectious disease control company that I invested in nine years ago. Wow. And it was a, a friend of mine just worked there, dude. And, and, uh, 
you know, I, I don't know where that one's going to go because my stock in it is locked. I can't do anything with it, but it, it's way up, man. It's way up there. Like they, they sold more of this. It's called stair mist, uh, which is, uh, it's a, it's a mist that they spray on things that kills 99% of all spores and germs. And they sold $8 million worth of this stair mist in six weeks. And the biggest year was last year where they sold 6 million for the whole year. So the sales are like massively up nine years ago. They were like selling zip of it when I got into it. And again, it's not, it's just universe. It's just, I just know a lot of freaking people. I, 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 I guess. And, and I, I trust some of them. I think I just got lucky. I don't, I don't even want to say it. You know what I mean? Yep. Sort of like real estate. You know, I don't, I don't even want to say, it. I, you know, give people advice because my advice would be really bad, you know, um, the, <laughs> because I just, I think I just got lucky. Yeah. Well, everybody's got to make their own decisions on that stuff. I mean, you can't, you can't look to somebody else to make the decisions for you. So that's interesting. I love hearing about that stuff because it's, it's definitely different. I, I invested in a music festival talking about stuff outside of real estate, a hundred percent loss. Uh, you know, I get the K. Oh, was that the fire festival? No, no. <laughs> thankfully this, this festival is actually local. It actually went really well, but it rained the day of the event and we needed to sell 13,000 tickets and we sold 11. And that was enough to kill it for year two and tank the whole thing. So, uh, but it wasn't. That's a, that's a lot of tickets, by the way. Yeah, no, it was like a, it was a success except for the rain. And, and then I've done, uh, what, what else have I done outside of real estate? Um, it seems like I, I get burned outside of real estate. So I just stick to real estate, keep doing that. Cause I, it's, that's it's, what happens to most people. And I, I would give people that advice. And, you know, I, I, I think right now, like if I look at my, if you look at the money that I actually invested in, in, in these, I like to call them hard sixes. If you play craps, you know what that is. It's basically a, a much riskier bet than betting on the, the roller, the, their standard craps bet. Um, but um, uh, these hard sixes uh, or hard eights, whatever you want to call them, uh, are probably at the time of the investment – you know, 100 grand here, 40 grand here, uh, 200, whatever, um, 10%, right? Uh, 10% of, of the money that I had. No, not even total of 10%. So they might be like literally like 1% one, 1 or half a percent or a quarter percent of my net worth at the time. You know, not a lot. Right. Not a lot at all. You know, so most of it's in real estate. Most of my, over half of my wealth is in real estate and that's consistent, right? It's easy. I understand it. Um, I just did the, I just did the other stuff really cause I'm ADD and it was fun and it, it, and it was more of a jackpot. It was more of a, you know, if you do great on a piece of real estate, you might two extra money, you know, in five to 10 years or whatever, maybe three exit in this market that we yep. just finished. Um, but, you know, some of these asymmetrical deals are like just bonkers, you know, but maybe, uh, you know, anybody's lucky, you know, the guy that invested in Uber or, or whatever early on the, the hundred people or so that invested in Uber, they were just lucky. Doesn't mean anything. That's not right or wrong. It's just luck. You know, some of these deals, you're just lucky. 
Yeah, there's no doubt about that. No doubt about it. Well, let's, uh, you know, I mentioned at the top of the show here, co-founder of GoBundance. So let's talk about that a little bit. And I, st- I stumbled upon GoBundance, it's probably been almost four years now. Um, but maybe you can walk people through what that is and, and your role in, in starting that and then now. Yeah, it's a great, a great story. Like, uh, so what happened was, so I met David Osborne about 25 years ago. Then I met Tim Rode like 15 years ago at, um, at like events, like money of events about money and investing. And these are your co-founders. Literally, I, yeah, literally I was, I, I'm from Maryland. Mm-hmm. They're from Texas and Cali. So we're like, we have no commonality other than we all three like to invest. And, um, so we both, we just started hanging out together and then we decided to, to start taking trips together. And then we took a bunch of like hiking trips and hiked the Appalachian Trail. We hiked the uh, Camino de Santiago in Spain. We hiked the uh, um, John Muir Trail in California. And then as we started talking about them, people were like, you know, can I come? And then we started letting other people come and then... Um, you know, one time there was like 18 people at David's house and we were all like going over our goals, going over our investments, just like spelling it out. We kind of created like, um, Devin, it's sort of like a baseball card, you know, in the front you have a photo of yourself and then on the back you have what's your net worth, you know, how much money do you have coming in passively, what's your credit score, how much do you weigh, what's your body fat, you know, all that stuff. And and kind of like looking under the hood, a very clean hood underneath, or or not, you know. Um, and we started putting people through that same baseball card exercise, and um, they liked it. And then so we're like, okay, well, let's just charge people for this because people keep wanting to come, you know. So we said, all right, we're going to have this event, and it, you know, this was seven, eight years ago, and but you got to pay to come and uh, 38 people came and we're like, Hey, maybe we got something here. And then eventually we're like, okay, well, well, you know, now we're, you know, texting people and talking to them on Facebook, all these new friends. Maybe we, instead of charging them to come to the event, we just charge them a yearly fee and it's a whole, you know, universe, right. Where, where we have this tribe of millionaires. Right. And so, that's what happened. Now we have 225 members and now we have, as you know, you know, three, um, you know, nightly zoom calls like Monday, Wednesdays, Thursdays, we're having nightly zoom calls of topics, anything from finances to sexual health, um, to, you know, test uh, body fat and testosterone and, you know, whatever. Um, so, uh, you know, it's really taken off and, um, Anyways, it's it's been a fun ride, and and we're just getting started. I mean, yeah, love it. That's a good overview. It it has really taken off, uh, even in the couple of years that I've been a part of it. It's it's, it's grown quite a bit. Um, so you mentioned tribe of millionaires, and for those of you watching video, you got a banner behind you, and and that's what the group is. And I think that's part of the attractiveness for a lot of guys. Is, is there it is tribe of millionaires? There's the book. Uh, that there's a you know a threshold to get in, and it's not just hey if you can write the check you're in. There's there's more to it than that. But uh, talk to us a little bit about the book. How, you know what's the genesis there, and what's the what's the message? 
So, um, you know, what happened was we, we wanted to write a book, right? But, you know, here's the thing about books that most people don't know. You know, pretty much all nonfiction books are written by a ghostwriter. Even if it says Devin Elder on it, you know, and it's a story of your life, it's still written by a ghostwriter. So, so we hired a ghostwriter guy, works for Success Magazine, um, and uh, has written all Hal Elrod's books and David Osborne's books and a bunch of other people that you've heard of written their books. And um, he went to Japan with 27 GoBundance brothers. We went to Japan for an international trip. And he kind of was like a fly on the wall, and he interviewed all the members. And then what he did is he, he created a, a fictional account of um, a story, basically, based on the 27 members. He, he turned them into about seven characters. And, um, and he created a story about a guy who has a falling out with his dad. And uh, he doesn't talk to his pops for 20 years. And his dad dies. He's got to go to the funeral. So he goes to the funeral and, and he thinks his dad's a deadbeat and worthless and he hates him. And he looks up and the pallbearers are all these badass dudes, right? Like billionaires and multimillionaires coming out of limousines and, and healthy. And they got, you know, successful marriages and businesses and stuff. And he's like, what? Why? why are these guys hanging around my loser father? And so one of the guys takes him aside and is like, Hey, you know, um, his, his, his name is Ethan. They is like, Ethan, we, you know, we need to discuss the estate and I'm in charge of it. I'm the executor. And he's like, Whoa, I didn't even know my dad had any money. He's like, Oh yeah, he's got a lot of money, but the only way you're going to tap into it is, is one of his requirements is you go spend a week with the rest of us at, at a private Island. So they put him on a private jet and they fly him there, these six pallbearers uh, and, and a bunch of other guys. And what ensues is, is some crucial lessons uh, that Ethan learns about how his father went from zero to hero simply by hanging around the right people. And, uh, and, and, that, and that's a story. It's a great fable. It's, a, um, it's an airplane read. You know, meaning you could you can get on an airplane and finish it by the time you land. I'm looking at it now; it's 177 pages, um, and 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 we're getting you know great reviews on Amazon, and it's 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 a good book. Awesome, I lo- love the overview. Thank you, and it um it is a good book, and and the author did a really good job synthesizing all that. Obviously, that's what he does, but. Um, we have a URL or something that people can hit other than Amazon. Yeah, you can get it for free. Like you can go to Amazon and pay 20 bucks for it, or you can get it for free. All you got to do is go to tribeofmillionaires.com. That's tribeofmillionaires.com. Absolutely free. We'll ship it out. All you got to do is pay is uh, the shipping, which is seven bucks. So you can go to Amazon and pay 20, or you go to tribeofmillionaires.com and pay um, seven. So that's what I would do. For the hardcover? What? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the hardcover. We ship it out. Deal. Yeah, we lose money on that deal, but uh, but it's a great deal. You know, we're trying to get a couple thousand of them out just to, to help boost sales and boost our boost our uh, comments on, on Amazon and stuff like that. So, yeah. Sure. Love it. We'll link to that in the show notes, tribeofmillionaires.com. What do you see... Um, what do you see for the immediate future of GoBundance? You know, I know we don't know what's happening five, 10 years from now, but you know, what's, what's on a couple, that's a great question. There's a couple of things we're working on. We just don't have the, the people to, 
to to do them, but we're in, in the process now of trying to bring on some talent to help us with this. So we see a couple of things. The main things we, we see, I, I basically we see three things. N- number one, uh, something we call micro tribes. Like we have a doctor's tribe right now. There's about eight doctors in it, doctors and dentists. We actually have two two pharmacists and two more doctors, four other members that want to get in this tribe. And these guys are like, nah, eight's enough, you know? Uh, and so they're like, well, we got to start a second like medical tribe. So we're trying to organize it so we can have like real estate agent tribe and insurance broker tribe and stock broker tribe, stuff like that. And we're calling them micro tribes. Right now it's half-assed, right? It's just a bunch of guys getting together on the phone. So we're trying to organize and we want to beef that up. The second thing we want to do is we want to take it and help out the local levels. We have about eight um, local like regional tribes where again, like two days ago, 20 guys in Philadelphia and New Jersey got together and played golf and they do it every month. And basically, they go out there and play golf, then they drink beer afterwards. And um, again, it's, it's great, uh, but it's just loose. And uh, we want to try to organize it and, and make it, uh, if, if we can, help make it more focused and, and make it more, uh, more than just golf. Um, and then, uh, so that's the second thing. And then the third thing that we want to do is um, we we have a we used to have a, a thing called M1, which is like um, how to go from zero to a million dollars. And um, um, uh, uh, Rock Thomas bought that out, bought it, bought out uh, M1. So he he runs that on his own now. So GoBundance per se doesn't have like a junior division, like junior varsity, right? You got to be a millionaire before you even start. Or we just. Del- we don't even save your name uh, or your application, and but but we still get you know five applications a day just from people that that don't qualify. So um, so we want to create this this junior varsity, uh, and it's a big task. And again, it's going to take some one or two people's like concerted effort in order to do this and energy. And so we're in the process of of hiring some people to do that. So that would be the third thing. So th- those are the three things that we're really focusing on now. Yeah. Love it. Now, thanks for the overview. That's exciting. Uh, good stuff ahead. Obviously go abundance is, is onto something with, with the kind of this referral and organic growth. And um, I can't say enough good things. The, about the, it, the, personally. the other thing, the other thing that we're, we're actually launching, this is the done deal. Um, we have two guys, Daniel Del Real and uh, Aaron West and um, they came up with this idea, and then we backed it up. They they wanted exact tactical information, right? Not like strategy that you hear, you know, on a podcast anywhere, but like literally like how to, like like what do I do on a daily basis, right? To go from a million dollar net worth to a ten million dollar net worth, we call mm-hmm. it from seven figures to eight figures. Yep. So we're calling it. Seven to eight, seven to eight. So, how do I get from a million dollar net worth to ten million or more? And um, and we're launching that in um, next month, and and um, that's really going to be cool. That's going to be that's a that's going to be exciting little thing that we think that is going to be hard to find elsewhere. So, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, all all good stuff, Pat. Um, love having you on the show. Thanks, man. It was good to catch up. 
We're going to link to tribe of millionaires in the, in the dot com in the show notes. So people can download the show and click right on the link there. Go check that out. But, um, really appreciate you coming on Pat. My pleasure. Anytime, Devin, happy to come back. Awesome. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the DJE podcast. For more information, please go to djetexas.com.